0: Welcome to Raw and Order, the wrestling booking unit, the only wrestling podcast on the planet hosted by a fake cop and a fake, while you're discussing fake crimes and a fake sport. I am Officer Mark Smarks, and I am joined, as always, by my partner in crime fighting, DA Vincent K. Fave. What's going on, man? How are you?
1: You know, uh, really exciting week in wrestling, I think, this week, um... Uh, I I have a pretty solid complaint for for not a crime, but as a whole, um, I I just really would like to see Raw and SmackDown step up their game. But other than that, yeah, great. Yeah. Well, well we also have another guest today
0: joining us today, um, wait, 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 making a very wait, wait. strong
1: case. Let me guess. What? We have we have a special guest. Okay, so. I'm gonna guess, I'm gonna guess. This special guest is Braun. Yeah? Yeah? No. It's that, not, it's first not first Braun Strowman? No. Okay. no um uh, well, hold first. on, hold on. Don't don't tell me. This special guest is Awesome. Yeah? Yeah?
0: No, it's it's not the Miz. Not Maybe. not the Miz. Okay. We're not um, that big,
1: is nice. it is it Adam Cole baby? No,
0: no. It it is not any of those, no. it's making a very strong case for deputization, host of Real Talk Radio, Justin LeBlanc.
2: That's it, that's it. That is me. And you know why that is me? Because I am Braun, I am awesome, and I'm a baby, making babies with your baby mama, because I am better than you, and you know it. Sorry, guys, I'm still hyped from AEW. What an amazing (laughs) AEW it was. That's right, Justin LeBlanc from Real Talk Radio. Guys, what's going on?
0: Uh, Not much. You can tell I'm still fighting off this bad voice.
2: Yeah, that's unfortunate, man. Yeah, man, please tell me where you get those meds so I don't get the same thing whenever I have a cold, because it is not working, buddy.
0: (laughs) It's just whatever they prescribed me at Walgreens, but... The thing is, like, I, I feel fine. I just have no voice, and it uh, uh makes makes uh, patrolling a little tough during the day.
2: That would be different. Yeah, I, I don't eat. know how you say freeze all the time. Like, uh, I don't get what you're doing. You can do how you can't even do half your job.
1: Wait, 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 wait. Patrolling? Yeah. You didn't get the memo? Well, no, what? I was going to go
0: you over jump. that a little bit later. I definitely got the memo. Okay. Right. <laughs> I, uh, we'll go. We'll get to it now. I guess um, okay. the official news is uh, I've been promoted to a desk job, which means my patrolling uh, will stop. Um, the downside is it means I won't get to listen to as many podcasts because sitting at a desk, I can't really just. Uh, uh you know and then, listen and all that but you know, but, it, like but it does mean that i i will soon be detective marks, marks marks so that's cool Ooh.
2: yeah good for you on the name change yeah well done congrats <laughs> congrats hopefully uh so that cold was kind of a blessing in disguise then i guess yeah
0: it got <laughs> got me off the beat i guess
2: that's it uh...
0: Well, uh, This is Justin's first time here I'll kind of cover a little bit about how we Operate on this Uh, We're going to go through a handful of the air quotes Crimes in professional wrestling Lay out our cases for um, Why they are a crime And kind of go from there Um, Keep it loose and lighthearted, and uh, I think I went first last time, although it was long enough ago because of this cold, I can't remember. Um, so I'll go ahead and let D.A. Fabe go first. D.A. Fabe, what's your first crime? Crime number one.
1: Charges are being brought against Chris Jericho. Chris Jericho, you are being charged for identity theft of 1997. Chris Jericho, that's what who's being charged, because the temper yeah. tantrum at the end of the end of the tag team match was absolutely great. It was great. <laughs> awesome. It,
0: it reminded me of the the uh, temper tantrum he he threw after
1: uh, Dean Malenko
0: beat him. Uh, back in that's WCW 97 exactly,
1: ish. That's exactly what I thought of. In fact, as a whole, the identity theft is not just Chris Jericho, it's AEW, um, for identity theft of the prime time years of wrestling. And I say that because, um, and, and I don't want to get too in depth because I'm sure that the that the promo is going to be a crime. But the promo was the best I've I've seen in years. I called you as soon as it got done. I know you hadn't even started watching yet because you had worked your DVR because it was it was a patrol day for you. Um, and uh, you know it was it was. Uh, but as a whole, AEW um, uh, dynamite was so good. So incredibly good. Um I don't know what else can be said. It it literally made me feel like I was back in the in the late nineties. I, I was this is this is amazing. The promos were Rock Austin level. The mm-hmm the temper tantrum reminded me of of Jericho in his earlier days.
2: Little nostalgia feeling yeah.
1: Oh the whole thing was just so good I was like this is incredibly good I almost popped a bottle of the bubbly
0: (laughs) (laughs) no I've been getting that same feeling through dynamite for the the entire run of it so far it just it really it's part of why I like it so much because it really has that like light Nineties prime time wrestling fan for some and and I know some people want them to steer away from the WCW feeling as much as possible. I don't lean into it. I mean, that's the sort of stuff that's going to bring some people back, in my opinion.
1: Well, and the other thing I mean, they they aren't doing pure WCW. And you, you notice there wasn't the freebird rule in place, mm-hmm. you know. So, so I mean, that's another plus. Just as a whole, just all around
2: great very well done and they were taking the good parts of wcw as well so it's not like they're completely stealing from wcw they're just taking little portions here and there and then just adding their own little aw feel to it um promo was amazing but also um you know that excitement of um you know them giving the fans what they want never have i ever seen a promo which uh john moxley caught uh gave rather and then you know i was thinking who's who's gonna who's gonna step up i'm like please Derby allen please darby allen please darby allen and then we see darby allen wrestle and then he's like hey john moxley guess what i accept and then i was just like flabbergasted because i got what i want in such a short period of time and i'm not used to that with watching wwe content you know what i mean uh so it's just it just keeps bringing you in and i just oh i'm excited you know yeah. interestingly
1: enough that's not the promo i was talking yeah. about that Makes it even
2: better <laughs> <laughs> well no yeah, of course, it, the promo that
0: da was talking about was definitely the mjf jericho promo
2: oh no i i figured you guys were t- talking about that for sure but we, everyone's talking about that. Everybody in the internet is talking about that promo. Absolutely, um, re- absolutely remarkable. And like we discussed, even in our um, in our previous cast when we were doing our fantasy bookings, we were discussing that. Hey. You know, we got Jericho, we got MJF, and guys, like I mentioned, just imagine if The Miz was there. That's all you're kind of missing, and you have your three top talking guys, and I loved it. It was just amazing, those two, just the back and forth, the bickering, the baby, uh, you know, the whining. It was just, oh, spot on. Yeah, yeah, as a whole. And what
0: a way to debut Wardlow, huh? Show these promos Uh, for him, and uh, Wardlow wasn't someone that most of us were familiar with. Like, he wasn't Jake Hager, most of us kind of knew. But Wardlow's, he's been on the indies. Some people, you know, who pay enough attention to the right indies might have known who he was. But most of us, he's just all we've seen were those, those promos they'd shown a couple times. And then to have him come out and be MJF's muscle there was just perfect.
1: I also think that's a really good indicator. Like after after the next Bellator fight for Hager, I would expect to see him do an AEW match. Um I think that you're going to have a MJF turn on on Jericho with with both of them having their muscle there. Um it also sets up for the Fozzy uh tour coming up soon. So as a whole, I know that's more fantasy booking, but um how cool would it be to have these two silent monsters in the ring together as well. So, uh, just, I, I, I don't know that I've been this excited for wrestling to see how a storyline plays out over, over really probably more like a six month period, um, mm. ever. I mean, I've always seen it, you know, to, from pay-per-view to pay-per-view in the nineties, it was cause I was young. Um, and then, you know, and recently, over the last fifteen years or so, it's been because that's all the farther Vince can look into the future. So, um, it's to the next pay per view. So, yeah, I, I'm pumped about AEW as a whole. Oh yeah,
0: no, yeah, yeah. AEW. I mean, they gave us a ton of reasons to uh, 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 to be pumped about it, and I mean, Dynamite this week was was great. Uh Not your first whole uh, year was dynamite uh, Maybe, I don't I give it A's, but uh, yeah i don't I don't know if i'm quite like I think it was great but in a way it, it's it, you know it had it had some peaks and valleys that i think some of the valleys brought it down a bit overall for me I probably would would be giving like if it were to in the 10 uh scale of one to ten like i had done before I probably would give this one about an 8.9 so it's actually overall a little bit lower than like the go home show but there were so many like great peaks that really kind of kept it going.
1: The highs were. But it was so... a great. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I apologize. I didn't mean to interrupt her. No.
2: Nah. Uh, but... I mean, what else technically happened though? Because no, I, have... I, the only thing I can really remember was the Chris Jericho promo, uh, Darby Allen accepting, um, accepting uh, John Moxley's um, John Moxley's yeah. Uh, challenge. Yeah. Um... Darby Allen won a match,
1: mm-hmm.
2: that. which no, and with the with the coffin drop, so now officially he's officially mm-hmm. using it on a weekly basis or whenever he does wrestle, and it's perfect. Yeah. Um, and then of course with the the main event with Wardlow. Um, the main event was the SCU uh, retain the title. Right. Okay, true. The mm-hmm. word thing happened uh, before, but that was also amazing. We also saw our Jericho uh, first loss in AEW, and that was by. Um, mm-hmm. Why can I remember names today? Uh, which SCU member was that? The, that was it's by. uh Sky. Scorpio Sky. That's there.
0: There's the SCU. Yeah.
2: Yeah. So, so
0: just to kind of run down the whole whole card from Dynamite. Go ahead. And she started off with John defeating. Um, which, you know, I mean it was it was just right. You then had Dark Order versus Dirac Dark Order, in my opinion, one of the low spots because Dark Order is not for me. Like,
2: well yeah, but you had the return of Luchasaurus. Uh, yeah, you did have the return of
0: Luchasaurus that up for a bit. But I was like I, yeah, I'm done with Dark
2: Order. Uh like you
0: said, Darby Allen defeated Peter Avalon and with the assist of uh, Joey Janela attacking Sean Spears. Um, uh, right. No, that was a good N- Nyla Rose meet uh, Danny Jordan, who is um talent. I'm I am, I'm guessing they're using a lot of these matches to try out women Could you Yeah. Them? So I have a feeling she'll be signed eventually.
1: She looked mm-hmm. good in that match with Nyla. She,
0: she looked really good. Uh, then you had the weird little Allie, uh cutting a promo ringside with Tony Schiavone before Awesome Kong and Brandy Rhodes came out and beat her up and kind of hank of her hair off. Uh, that was then just you ridiculous. you had the Chris yeah. promo.
2: Of course. You
0: had the Chris Jericho MJF promo. You had Pac defeating Hangman Page, um, which, which to me, I just, I didn't get it because you just had Pac versus Hangman Page out and to me thought, like, that should have been like, at the least a short-term end to that for a bit, and then they just saw the next Dynamite do it again, and then have talk <laughs> yeah.
1: win. Well, that was their, their uh, um, yeah a... so
2: But their Dynamite match was actually better I find than the one at Full Gear. Like, I actually enjoyed the Dynamite one more so than the other one, and yeah, I don't know why they did it, though. Like, I thought it was just a...
0: And then you had uh, the young bucks brawl with Santana and Ortiz backstage. That was chaotic, and I mean, it was fun. There was a the the highlight moment was when uh, I I think it's Santana, but I can't remember which one is which. Uh, threw one of the Jacksons through a door into a restroom, and the door flops open, and there's just Orange Cassidy just hanging out in the restroom, mm-hmm. uh, just chilling. there. <laughs> And uh, mm-hmm. Santana doesn't know what to do, and then, like, creeps over, it over and grabs the thing and closes the door and then goes back to beating up on the Jackson. Um, and then you had the main event, the tag team match, SCU defeating Chris Jericho and Sammy Guevara. Um, and so, like, it was a good show, but compared to, like, the go-home show, you know, there were just... Enough downs that kind of brought it down.
1: The, overall. The, the only big down that I saw of it, and this is part of the, the identity theft, because I was going to bring this up. There, the identity theft is also on one downside. And that one downside was the second hour of a, of that two-hour show truly, truly lacked wrestling content. It was so heavy on the promotion front um, with the with the backstage fighting and everything like that the interruptions and all of that um it it just seems so heavy on the on the promo front and and lacked a little bit on the wrestling front now that said you could i mean we just talked about one phenomenal promo in it we talked about a temper tantrum that was two the final two minutes of it um, And so, you know, when you have two minutes taken up there and a promo that was probably 12 minutes, I'm going to guess 12 to 14 minutes. I mean, that was a long promo, the MJF and, and, and Chris Jericho one. Then you are going to lack that stuff. But um, that was also kind of an impersonation of that era. I mean, how many times did we see... Uh, Triple H cut a promo and The Rock interrupt him and then Stone Cold interrupt that and the Undertaker interrupt that and then Kane interrupt that or whatever it may be and we haven't seen wrestling for twenty five minutes you know and then we have to go to a commercial break. So um there were some down mm-hmm.
2: or the picture in picture. Yeah.
1: <laughs> but they didn't do PIP back then. That is the I, I have to give props to both AEW and and uh, NXT are using tons of PIP and I love
2: the VIP. I, I like it for the P-I-P- show. Yeah, you know me. <laughs> No, show. Down with PIP, yeah, you know me. Yeah.
1: So, um, no,
0: yeah. I, I like it. Here's the deal. I, I like it. I think they don't always have to do it. WCW back in the day um, always would do this. You'd hear Tony Schiavone say, uh, we got to take a commercial break, but we got the cameras running. So if anything happens, we'll show you as soon as we get back. And I think that's fine. The problem is like WWE has gotten to where they go to commercial break and the action basically stops in the ring until they come back and and then so nothing happens. And I get it, they don't want you to feel like you missed something during the commercial break, But to have things happen during the commercial break and then show them, like, oh my goodness, this is what you missed, really creates, like, a sense of excitement in my mind. creates a
1: sense of realism.
2: Yeah, that too. And that's what the PIP is doing as well, right? So, but the thing is, I got kind of annoyed at the PIP now. First few shows, it was kind of cool. Okay, let's see what's kind of happening. And then when they do it in between a match, I'm still annoyed by having to look at the smaller screen. Like, if they did it the other way around, where the commercials were on the smaller screen, and then you still had the big uh the big screen for the actual wrestling without the obviously without the sound i would i wouldn't i wouldn't mind but in reality i'm not missing much on the pip so i'm just like screw it onto the next one you know what i mean like skip 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 until it comes back to the full screen
1: yeah i don't know if you'll ever get
2: uh advertisers to agree to take oh you guys <laughs> just get the little screen bud Oh, unless they pay less unless it's like okay well you know what I'm getting a little screen how about uh, I pay uh, 20% less you know then maybe they'll do it but then no one makes money so it won't be done
0: but, but all in all no I mean I, I agree with the uh, the charges filed um, aew really, really does in many ways feel like a throwback to to that era in professional wrestling um, when you know wrestling actually happened. Um, and I, th- I think so much of it is just I, it was like what 3 weeks ago when when a dynamite came on the air there were people already in the ring starting a match right like i, know, that, I really enjoyed I'm that, heard that. Of on yeah. That's unheard of on WWE. WWE, the show starts, and then there's someone walks to the ring and get, delivers a 20 minute long promo um, where they talk about this is what happened last week, and this is who I'm angry at, and murmur, murmur, this is my yard, well,
1: or whatever. Yeah, I was going to say, tonight on SmackDown, that exact thing happened. You know, oh, we'll cut a promo at the beginning of the
2: show. Okay.
1: Exactly. I mean,
2: and- hey, come on. At least we got to see mascot Roman Reigns come out. (laughs) (laughs) I mean Corbin's great you gotta give it to Corbin Corbin's awesome but I mean the rest of Smackdown kind of sucked but I agree I really like how they start in the ring ready to go especially when you know it's gonna be like a young buck match or uh, the Lucha Bros match you know it's gonna be a good time and it's gonna be a good matchup or even when they did that hardcore match a few weeks ago too I forgot I think Joey Janela was in it but it just it's awesome because it's like you're ready to go you know screw this like entrance Blah, blah, blah. Let's, let's get her done. Let's start the match ready. And they also have a time constraint, so they'll do the promos later. That's fine.
0: Mm-hmm. But yeah. But like I said, I, I agree with the charge. I, uh, I think the uh, jury of our listeners would probably agree as well that um, AEW Dynamite definitely feels fresh, um, even if it feels like a throwback in many ways. But yeah, no, it's it's they're they're definitely taking the lessons from uh, the mid90s uh, wrestling boom uh, to heart instead of just trying to reinvent the wheel
1: very much so. Right.
0: but I agree on on all of that and I think uh, I think we can close the book on that one and you know, the jury can, weigh in their their opinions uh, on Twitter and let us know what they think. But we can move on to crime number two. Crime number two. So, crime number two uh in in kind of related i am charging full gear with Uh being a very solid show top to bottom while it only had eight matches total including the one on the pre-show the main event cody versus jericho and the lights out mox versus omega tore it down um and that really made up for some of the matches that arguably might have been a little bit below our expectation but it, mm-hmm. it made that pay-per-view just feel really good all around so um, I just I came away from that and I know I know uh, da Fabe didn't get to watch it live when it was happening um hopefully he's gone back and at the very least watched the full lights out. Beat. That one is very
1: much worth watching. I have gone back and watched the full highlights of of, of the...
0: Honestly, though, but the highlights... You really
1: need to watch. I will watch it, I promise.
2: But honestly, the highlights in reality, though, were just the two main events. As you were uh, mentioning, the rest of the card was kind of underwhelming. Like, the triple tag team match wasn't as good as I thought it was going to be. In fact, a match yeah, that I thought,
0: yeah. and then Sabio, go ahead. I'm sorry.
2: I'm sorry. Yeah, uh, the the fact the match that I thought that would have been actually worse ended up being even better than the triple tag team was Bucks versus uh, Ortiz and uh, Santana. That match was actually pretty spot on. There was actually storytelling there that the Young Bucks did as well. We've got the uh, Rock and Roll Express in there as well. It was actually a really good match. And the triple tag match was very underwhelming. And I was really shocked by that. Tad disappointed it was decent. But I was expecting so much more because we've seen the Lucha Brothers also do so much more as well. Yeah, yeah I, I think well, that's uh, the deal. Like,
0: you have the to... go ahead you had the pre-show match Britt Baker versus B Priestley, um, which was good. I mean, it, it wasn't, it wasn't lights out great, but it was good. You know, it, it was, it helped establish Britt Baker a little bit more. She she was able to show her uh, herself off a little bit. You, she got to see B Priestley a little bit more. I think both of them have a lot of potential down the road. I
2: but like it, the it wasn't like,
0: <laughs> yeah, it, it 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 wasn't like mind blowing by any means. Right. Uh, um, then you had Proud and Powerful Santana and Ortiz versus the Young Bucks, um, and that was a good match. Uh, Adam Page defeated Pac, which we talked about earlier. A good match, not not great, but good. Mm. You know, How
1: would you expect um, from those two? No.
0: Uh, Sean Spears defeated Joey Janela, and that actually might have been one of the low light matches for me. As I love Joey Janela, and I am a Sean Spears fan, but it just, I don't know, it almost felt like they were moving in slow motion, you know? And they also and then had the lost. triple tag. Yeah, it just kind of like, like I don't know if they needed to rehearse the match more or what, yeah. or if they just don't. I mean, maybe they just don't have chemistry together. Maybe Joey Janela, because mm. we know Joey Janela can go. I mean, we, we saw that match a couple weeks ago against Omega it was awesome right so right. Uh, yeah but anybody looks can awesome go. and i know so sean anything. spears can but i know sean spears can go and so some it might just be that they don't have chemistry with each other um and and that's kind of you know a shame um uh then the triple tag like i said which was which was good but it wasn't like mind-blowing and and kind of the uh, you know our thought process in, in the whole thing they added private party in there so that they could give SoCal Uncensored a way to win without actually uh, having to defeat the Lucha Brothers directly. Mm. You know what I mean? Again,
1: um, yeah,
0: no the to Riho versus Emi versus Sakura match was good, but you know it wasn't it wasn't anything that I'm I'm gonna remember. I'm not gonna. Uh, in five years be like, oh, I really need to look up that Riho versus Emi Sakura match. Um, you know, it was okay, right? Uh, but then just... Chris Jarrett versus Cody, boom, we're back up to the top again. Right. Uh, and that John Moxley versus Kenny Omega and the unsanctioned Lights Out match, that was just phenomenal. And those both lifted it up from what, what could have been a mediocre show or even just an okay show to... A very solid show.
2: Yeah, I was thoroughly entertained, especially when they brought out the bed frame of freaking a barbed wire at the end with the suplex. And then doing they also kind of stole a little spot from NXT when they took the ring mat off. And you Mm -hmm. saw the boards because I remember that. I believe it was Johnny Gargano and Tommaso Chapa who did something yep. like that they in NXT, that right? I mean,
0: Stole yeah, that. they did that a few months ago in NXT. But that's been done for generations, you know. It's yeah, it's, right. it's an old-school tactic of pull back the mat to show that, you know. And they, they used to, back in the 90s, pull up the mats around the ringside, so they were doing it on the concrete. Um, but yeah. it's still, it's very effective. Uh, yeah. And it was very well done.
1: Nice little historical fact. The first guy ever to do that was um, Bully Ray. So just so everybody knows, in Impact, oh. Impact was the first to do that. So, so uh, Officer Smarks, you can uh, you can get your little plug for Impact being another viable option.
0: <laughs> I'm still I didn't get to watch this week's Impact yet, but uh, I heard Brian Cage made a made an appearance and made an impact on it. Pun intended. Oh. So mm. anyways, ah, ah. <laughs> but, no. but no, I just like, like, I just felt that in the end we had two absolutely stellar main events that brought a show up, uh, from, um, uh, man to awesome, you know, uh, and, and they were telling, and,
1: uh, this is not their marquee pay-per-views obviously. And they definitely told a story with, with the final two matches, um, and they kind of told the story um, in in some of the other matches earlier, you know, between the Lucha Brothers and whatnot. Hey, technically they lost, but they didn't loss, lose. Lose.
2: Um, <coughs> they made SCU look phenomenal as well. Yeah, SCU, so you know, yeah,
1: you know, um, they're, they're, at the end of the day, they they continued to tell stories. What I really like coming out of it is that it wasn't. Up, oh, pay-per-views done. Now we're now we're hitting reset. It's not next chapter on the book. And wait, did nothing happen in the last chapter? Like nothing from the last chapter carried over. Um, and so I, I, you have to give props for that. The whole way through the show, um, they were developing other storylines. I, I I don't know where the whole Emmy and Rio thing is going. It it feels like mentor mentee not gonna be a fight. Long term, and that was kind of disappointing. But other than that, you know, they've they continue to tell a story and and make it a longer term story, which is wonderful.
2: But I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like well, it's
0: just. I, like the other I think I the M- Emi Sakura thing, thing. Go on. Well, that's the. I think the Emmy Sakura thing is really just a placeholder, as they try to build up another female to really. Uh, challenge for Rio's belt, and I mean, let's be honest. Awesome Kong is probably going to be, uh, you know, up to bat here soon, and and they can tell the story of the the little engine that could versus the big unstoppable machine, you know, um, which is always a great story. To-
2: what happened with Awesome Kong and Nyla Rose? Weren't they supposed to do something against each other? I remember them kind of doing something with that. And then they, they kinda they
0: hinted just... at it during one of the, the battle royals, but mm-hmm. they never really went any farther than that. I don't I don't know. That's it, gotta it's gonna be, be hard
2: to put awesome Kong versus anybody, man. Like she's built as this monster, and honestly, this hair eating thing is really stupid, so I don't know what they're trying to do with that either. They're, they're women they're missing something with the women's division. Something's just not clicking. Like, I don't know. I, I
0: will have to say I did just while we're talking about the uh, awesome kong the uh the moment on dynamite when she came out and attacked uh ali i had to laugh i literally laughed out loud um with what little voice i had on wednesday um uh to uh, and Brandy got down and dug through ali's hair to find the obviously planted fake hair for them to cut off so they weren't actually Actually, cutting Allie's real hair. Um, it it, it it was just so obvious. Like, I'm looking for what I'm supposed to cut. Here's the part we can cut, and it made me laugh. And
2: That's it okay. Ruined the whole. You uh, know what? I I didn't notice that because I just didn't care. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
2: I I think though. I, think I just thought it was
1: towards having a reason. Um, you know, I had a reason to care before Awesome Kong, and it it it's almost like this whole brandy leading Awesome Kong thing actually hurts, because I was really invested into, and and Officer Smarks can agree with this, I was invested in the um, Allie versus Brandy rivalry that was happening before Brandy had muscle with her, and I'm like, now I'm not as invested in it, and I don't know why.
0: And I feel like, I think they've, one of the things that they've kind of swung and missed on, I think they've made it too complex. You don't have to make it this whole, like, weird, evil queen who orders around this minion sort of feeling to it. It can literally be Brandy. She's got a friend, Awesome. She says, Awesome, go kill that person. Awesome goes and kills that person. You know what I mean? They're trying to make it all this mysterious, you know weird, I don't know, something out of a, a sci-fi horror movie or whatever. And it doesn't need to be that intense. It can simply be you know, she's the muscle. I mean, it, it's it's why Jake Hager's in the inner circle is to be uh, uh, Jericho's muscle. It's why Wardlow is with uh, MJF to be MJF's muscle. They didn't have to invent some weird like supernatural but, feeling.
1: I love
2: around. awesome
1: entrance, though with the there are eight eight million ways to die she's one of them i was like that's yeah.
2: hilarious but but maybe that's the problem too there's too many muscle men in that regard no, no i
1: know? i think i see i think i see where where mark's going here is that so frequently and i think back to a female storyline that was very similar to what you're mentioning um Alexa and Naya, though it wasn't well done because mostly Officer Smarks doesn't like Naya. Um, but it was well done. And we all got behind the idea that, that Naya was kind of being used by Alexa. And Alexa plays a great heel. But yeah. I think maybe that's what hurts is that Brandy doesn't play a great
2: anything. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So. yeah. For You're sure. You know, it's definitely point. Brandy's an issue there.
1: But I think,
0: I think I've think i kind of had the feeling that in the women's division, just in general, they kind of got blindsided when uh, Kylie Ray decided she didn't want to be a part of it anymore. I think they had big plans for her mm-hmm. and that yeah. when she she left, they suddenly were like, OK, now we've got to scramble. And we, they had to move a whole bunch of chess pieces around to make the things fit again. And And I kind of was- wonder if that's not what happened.
1: Now that she's gone, we don't have anybody that makes you feel like Bailey and Kylie made you feel in television. Now,
2: mm-hmm.
1: you know, I mean, oh. Kylie made you. Kylie, Kylie was better. Was Bailey only on only better at it? I mean, that match, <laughs> uh, Orange Cassidy, so good but yeah. I I absolutely fell in love with with Kylie Ray. That's that's actually the match that made
2: me fall in love with both of them. Um, so, yeah. Which well, I, I, I will they were kind point of doing out- that with Britt Baker. Like I felt like they were pushing Britt Baker at first to be like the top woman. I think she's the top woman. I think, I think they were they were gonna
1: push a character in Kylie Ray. Mm. Britt Baker's not a character. She's the Doctor Britt Baker, which has her own its own character, but right. it's not it's not a personality. Kylie Ray's a known personality in being the smiley
2: Kylie Ray. Right, uh, And she's a phenomenal wrestler, too. Like, yeah. damn.
0: <laughs> and uh, she is uh, currently wrestling occasionally on Impact Wrestling.
2: Ugh, damn it. Now you're going to have to make me watch Impact for her? Son of a...
0: <laughs> but I also wanted to do a side charge on this whole thing to Full Gear having a unique set. Um, it's it's one of those things that you I didn't realize how much I missed the unique set uh that wwe has kind of gotten away from for their pay-per-views until i turned on uh full gear and they had something totally different than they've had for the last six months you know it was so fresh and unique and i hope at the very least that each of their pay-per-views from now on have a unique set
1: because
0: um, it was really really fun to see
1: no it wasn't the chandelier of lights
0: <laughs> no. Nope. And it wasn't it, you know, they they didn't have the two tunnels like they've had for dynamite, you know, and and the previous pay-per-views. Uh they had just one kind of entrance. They had the ramp extend all the way to the ring instead
2: of, you know, Oh yeah, again paying homage to WCW. Mm -hmm.
0: Um, But it was all these these little things that made Full Gear feel like its own show instead of just like, hey, it's another dynamite that's three hours long.
1: Or a glorified house show, yep, yep.
0: But I think that's all I really have. I mean, I just was really impressed top to bottom with with uh, how solid Full Gear felt like in the end. That even though there were some of the matches that, like I said, were a little bit below expectations, the two main events and a couple other matches really helped bring it up. And the fact that it only had eight matches, like when was the last time you saw a WWE pay-per-view that only had eight matches that you still walked away from it feeling, you know,
2: satisfied? When was the last time you yeah, had but that- it? You- that you walked away from feeling satisfied. Yeah, just period. And honestly, the only reason why we walked out of full gear feeling satisfied was due to the main event, uh, the two main events in that regard. Just imagine if you know, AEW listened to everybody and said, no, listen, guys, don't do hardcore. Because there's a lot of people bitching before the match happened that, all oh, you see, they're just trying to be, just, just trying to go for the hardcore stuff. They were bitching at WWE because they weren't, uh, they weren't doing hardcore stuff and so on. And a lot of people were complaining that AEW just could be another bloodshed kind of thing. Because that's what they were doing with the pay-per-views, kind of. When they went to TNT, they would have to kind of, you know, sugar coated a bit and be a little bit more PG. Although they do swear a lot on uh, TNT. Like <laughs> That's... Uh, at, least, at least every episode, I, I'm 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 missing some talking because it's being black uh, blanked out.
1: <laughs> well, you know, I, and I actually like that about what happened on TNT because I think I mentioned this to you uh, when I called you uh, the Smarts and the the um the 802. Time? The the timing for MJF to say bullshit was exactly at 8:02. I mean, it was 8:02 Central Standard Time, 9:02 Eastern Standard Time. They literally w- waited till the exact moment that the FCC would not have found them, and he said bullshit. Oh. And I was like, wow, that's I, to have that timing down this quickly in that organization is unbelievable. Um, Tony I didn't Klons, realize that
2: was a thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: yeah, and, and the, in the States here, that's a big thing. So it shuts it down at a certain time. Now, they can't they can't drop an F-bomb. They can't drop the C-word. Um, I'm trying to think of any other band words uh, after, even after that time. But uh, prior to that time, uh, shit and I think shit's the only one, isn't it?
0: I can't even remember exactly the rules. I
1: just remember, you know,
0: there was that episode of South Park that aired at nine o'clock because uh uh they were gonna say the s word that many times like 600 times or something like that
1: yeah and they they had to wait till a certain time Shit is the primary one that i can think of um maybe put your dicks in there i don't know Um, this is the this is the most pg-13 we've ever had this podcast be so i apologize Um,
0: you're gonna get us a mature rating
2: yeah, that's it. And YouTube, I don't think, goes by the CRTC rules, and they will definitely demonetize us. <laughs> but, um,
0: but anyways, so I think that's so, all I had for crime number two, unless anyone else has something well, to add.
2: What was the charge exactly? Because it was technically all good things. If you're being charged, doesn't it technically have to be bad? Uh, a lot
1: of our
0: charges are good things. We charge oh, people with being, being solid shows and being awesome sometimes, so... The hard part
1: is figuring out a okay, crime do it, do with awesomeness like identity theft. <laughs>
0: yeah, I sometimes right. don't even bother to think of a, a, a kayfabe crime. I just say they're being charged with being a solid show.
2: <laughs> Fair enough. That works. And uh, yeah, no, I would agree with that charge. And uh, Yeah, I'm down. Yeah, that's, uh, that's two, two solid charges. Yep. This witness says it's good.
0: We'll throw it out to the jury to see what they have to say. But uh, with that, we will move on to crime number three. Justin, what you got for us?
1: Crime number three.
2: Ah, So what I got for you is simply put guys I got nothing.
0: <laughs> it's
2: okay cuz I have a guys, new misdemeanor cuz we have 2 weeks worth. <laughs> yeah. We got a lot All that right. we could
0: come there so if you okay. ain't got no crimes that's fine.
2: But ultimately though in terms of just honestly in ter- the crime I would really have to I'm giving this whole Rusev and Lana storyline an absolute first-degree murder charge. You are killing three characters in the process, so three first-degree murder charges, and Vince McMahon shall be put on trial for murdering three characters and essentially also having another charge of absolute... um, just absolute killing the fans who are having to deal with this for at least 15 minutes 15 to 20 minutes uh every week and honestly he is also being charged for not allowing I don't know. He's just, he's being charged of ultimately creating the mo of just killing three characters, essentially. That's it. Just one charge, killing three characters in the process. Cause I have no freaking clue where they are going with this. And I just don't even care anymore. Especially the payoff will not match the wasted time. Oh, I I stopped caring
1: about day number one. Yeah. Oh, no,
2: me too. But, me too. But you I know have, what? We, we still have to listen to them. We still have I to watch you. a
1: side props to Rusev for professionalism because there is no way he actually in real life believes that this is one of the best storylines going in WWE. And if he does believe that, then he, what he's saying is all the storylines are crap and he's maintained this high level of professionalism before he his contract expires and he gets his freedom back. Because this is a garbage storyline.
2: It is. 100% garbage. I hate it. (gasps) Like, do we know who wrote this, though?
0: Well, we don't know specifically who wrote it, except for the fact that it's taking place on Raw, and um, uh, Paul Heyman has creative control on Raw, and he answers only to Vince McMahon. So it's either Paul Heyman or Vince McMahon who's uh, in charge of that. But it's gotta gotta be Vince.
2: Like, it's, it's both of them that are signing off on it. Yeah, but it's Vince ultimately getting the go-ahead. Maybe Paul Heyman might have wanted to take it somewhere. I can't help but think Paul Heyman wouldn't have said, yeah, you know what? Like, this has to be a Vince doing. Vince did the poop jokes last time, and then Vince is doing this stupid storyline here. Like, it has to be a Vince sign-off, because it just doesn't make any sense. And what is La- Lana doing? You know what I mean? Like, she's just going here, going there. Like, what was the point of saying you were pregnant and then it was all uh, bullcrap? I get it. You wanted to get him out, but it's just such a waste. And then, like, you're complaining. You're complaining that Rusev is such a sex maniac. And then you're saying you and Bobby Lashley are having sex all the time. Like, what? Like, you're just not in your right head. And did you... You guys hear of the potential ending of the storyline? Did you hear what was supposed to happen, or apparently what might happen? There's, there's supposed to be reconciliation. That's all I know. Yeah, yeah.
1: I, there's I supposed
2: I... to be reconciliation. Like what?
0: Yep. Like I said, now here's the deal: is I I can 100% see this being Paul Heyman's idea, because um I paid attention to uh storylines in ECW in the day, and this really reeks of a lot of the stuff. The yeah. U C W did. And so, okay.
2: so, you know, it, it's, know. it's well, very definitely in the they had. Well, Lana's not doing her job because I just don't believe Lana, like at all. Like, wow. maybe she just sucks at yeah. trying to keep the story going too. Ding, like, ding,
0: ding, 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 ding. Yeah, yeah, yeah I mean, enough.
2: you Lana's have a half phone. Charging Lana to too. Not in love. Oh man, like it's just ridiculous. Like, and then, I don't know, like, like, what, what are you gonna do with them after like bobby lashley is gonna have nothing lana apparently is gonna go with rusev then we're gonna have that same rusev date thing with lana which didn't even help rusev to begin with no one cared about them this kind of made me interested in them but their lack of storytelling and their randomness within the story made me care for them less again so i don't know what you're doing here like it's 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 you're killing three characters and you're gonna make us not care for these individuals anymore at all um like way to drop the ball on just this whole thing and rusev's a phenomenal talent i remember there was even a i don't know what a AE, aew star was and i think it might have been jericho or someone else that basically mentioned hey listen rusev Forget about Lana and forget about that Federation and come work for us. I forgot who mentioned that, but hot diggity damn. It's just, it's stupid. I I mean,
1: here's the deal. Uh, The only thing, the only reason that I think it's still continuing, and Smarks has pointed this out in uh, the last three shows over the last four weeks, because we missed a week, Um, but they get the highest ratings during those segments.
2: Mm -hmm. Right? How does that make sense?
1: So, what 1.5 it...
0: million people uh, watch that clip watch. Uh, on YouTube um, and and in the first 24 hours 1.5 million people and it's
2: like the highest segment that they've ever yes. had
0: yeah and and that's just You're ludicrous. Like, I don't what? know who's watching it
2: i'm pretty sure it's vince mcmahon just like all right i'm gonna get an automatic button to just keep repressing the button so it restarts and restarts and it loops itself god damn it i'm vince mcmahon i want this to keep going on i'm also going to put up the poop jokes more these two are going to be the highest segments yeah just it's it's not bad oh thank you but like it, it it just I don't know like how like everyone's complaining but then it's also the highest on YouTube like is it just a bunch of people who's not into wrestling just watching it but then why would you even be interested because then when you would see this and if you're not even a wrestling fan you would think wrestling is even more stupid um just the fact because it's maybe just a bunch of soap opera fans not watching it we all had that issue with uh, the days of our lives actors getting released and they needed some soap opera so they went to WWE to get their uh, to get their uh, feel on I don't know.
1: Vince uh, Vince unfortunately has one thing still going for him and that is he has a male audience and sex sells and it is sold and sold and sold sex sells this is the only thing that sells better than violence in a, in a male audience and um, Lana's hot enough for sex to sell, I guess. So, I don't have a clue. I do wonder how many bass ackwards rednecks are sitting there pissed off because Lana's with a black dude.
0: There's uh, probably a lot of them. I oh, also, Jesus. I also would like to throw a side charge into this whole thing uh, against Lana for not being able to decide whether she wants to have an accent or not. Um, <laughs> mm. Because you, you know, now, admittedly, I try to tune out whenever I see these things start, but whatever you listen to it, she will slip in and out of the Russian accent.
2: Maybe that's why
0: she sounds so stupid then.
2: I'm sure it plays into it a bit. Like, I felt like she was better when she had the Russian accent.
0: She just needs to make up her damn mind is what she needs to. Oh (laughs) my God, one job. (laughs)
2: <laughs> yeah and you're right it does sound like a Paul Heyman thing. I vaguely remember watching ECW TV way back when and uh, all the stories with um Tommy Dreamer's wife and all that with uh, I believe it was like just incredible and then the whole Raven thing too. Yeah there was a bunch of silly stories like that. It's definitely uh sounds Paul Heyman uh, down the Paul Heyman pipe for sure. Yeah. So yeah, anyway. guilty as charged Vince, Paul Heyman, you're just as guilty, Lana is just as guilty, so there is the three first degree murder charges and Lana is committing um, perjury and fraud of I don't know guys, I'm not good, I'm only a witness, damn it, I didn't study law, <laughs> alright? Um, but she's committing some kind of fraud, self, I not, by not self ident I don't know guys, screw it, she's just committing a whole, she's breaking a whole bunch of laws, and I'm not a fan, alright? Yeah. I am not a fan, and uh, yeah, I can't wait till this is over, and hopefully it ends by Survivor Series, so like this, I at least know I only have a week left to endure uh, this stupid storyline, but I feel like that's not happening. Yeah. No. Yeah, I, I feel hate like to... It's later.
0: Yeah, I hate to break it to you, but the last uh, reports I heard uh, said that they're not even gonna have a match uh, with Rusev and Bobby at at uh, Survivor Series because they feel like the card's already too full. So we we've got
2: at least another month. I mean, you can give me Rose. the show though. Just put it on the pre-show. Like, it's so that, I don't have to watch it. <laughs> is it Extreme Rules right after Survivor? Uh, sure?
1: TLC.
0: They moved to TLC, TLC from That's uh, not a
1: bad TLC match. No. They
2: just they should
0: just, they should just hire Vince Russo and put Lana on a pole. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I like, might be. I might be kind of more interested to watch that. To be honest with you, there a
1: joke about that made by Graves. Don't we already have a Lana on a pole? Isn't that what got us into this mess? <laughs> <laughs>
2: but,
1: well, I agree. Charges filed uh, yeah. against
0: this whole storyline. Um, and and the thing is, every talking. podcast I listen to. Uh, agrees that this is the worst storyline and somehow or another it seems to be getting good ratings and I just don't understand.
1: Viewers are chasing is this this the Howard Stern shock factor watching is that what's going on like how stupid is this going to be let's tune in and find out maybe
2: I don't know guys as of right now it has 2.4 million views on YouTube. Good job you just gave it another one Son of a yeah.
1: <laughs>
2: damn ah, touché.
1: it, touché. I am
2: part of the problem now. <laughs>
0: Charges filed against Justin LeBlanc. <laughs> oh, damn it.
2: Lock oh, me okay. up and take me to jail. I, I, I refuse to have condoned in this behavior of allowing them to get another view. Lock me up and throw away the key. Damn it, <laughs> yeah,
1: it's just not good. Like, I feel like Bobby Lashley is going back to Vince and be like, hey. I kind of like this (laughs) storyline.
0: Hey, uh, can I continue the storyline where I get to sleep with the hot girl? (laughs)
2: <laughs> more likes so they have 37 th- 10, 000 dislikes i also added my dislike to it as well so at least i've done my due diligence to kind of even it out but still there's still a heck of a lot more likes that is ridiculous i feel like vince just created like a bunch of youtube accounts and just started uh vince but you know his puppets started creating a bunch of youtube accounts and just to go watch it because it doesn't make any sense but sex does sell lana is hot her voice isn't in this scenario because God, hot diggity damn, and uh, yeah, that's it. I'm done. I'm done talking about this. I've We've given this too much time. I am sorry for bringing it up. <laughs> it, was it was a was rant good. you needed to get off your chest, buddy. Yeah, I, Thank you. I do feel better about it, though. Thank you.
0: Well, then we shall move on to Misdemeanors.
1: Misdemeanors and Miscellaneous.
0: I'm going to start off with misdemeanors with charging NXT with maybe being bloodier than the Lights Out match at full gear accidentally. Um, I don't know if you guys got to watch
2: NXT this week. Uh... Damn. I only watched the ladder match and that was pretty awesome. So I, and I didn't see any blood there. So I assume I missed it.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Well, you missed it at the end of the ladder match and you missed it earlier in the night. The earlier one is the one that really got me. Uh, You had a match. um, Zia Lee versus uh, Aaliyah, right? Uh, And Aaliyah's not like a known good worker. You know, she's, she's, Improving, but still not great by any means. But it's her nose, man. <laughs> yeah, Ziya Lee just flat out kicked her in the face and absolutely busted her nose open. Um, and like, <clears throat> it's one of those things where, like, when you first watch it, you kind of wonder is this gimmick or whatever. But then you see it again, and you're like, oh no, because Aaliyah hit the mat and immediately was clutching her nose, and then Ziya Lee her and Aaliyah didn't fight it at all, and just was like, uh, and a, a doctor came out immediately and put, you know, a, a rag up to it, you know, to cover. It. But she was just gushing blood from her nose, and it was one of those things that was like, oh my goodness, that was like, I mean, I mean part of it it was Zaylee at least should be, I don't know. uh, Take a little bit of the blame because she just flat out kicked the person in the
1: nose. Mm-hmm. That was not a worked kick. That was
0: exactly. Um But, but second of all,
1: house, which is hard to tell. Yeah.
0: Well, and and you you do have to put some blame on Aaliyah because uh, you have to know how to take a kick like that take and not bump. bust your nose wide open. But mm. it was just gushing blood.
1: Yeah. Well, and then
0: it, it, to later. Well, was that yeah, go yo go on. But then to move to the later, you had the uh, ladder match Io Shirai versus Mia Yim, and uh, during that there was a moment where uh, Mia Yim was holding the ladder in front of her face. Uh he
1: drop kicked it,
0: and uh, Io dropkicked kicked. Oh, that looked horrible. Yeah, and busted her open, and so she's then bleeding and potentially concussed out of it because she for the rest of the match
1: uh looked a little out of it you know um well, she but she did take that big fo- that big fall later on so she i mean I felt she like she got injured there out of, man that yeah they, well that is that as the finish
2: dude um, she fell in between both ladders and right on the edge of both of them when she fell off that ladder like that it, looked bad i could see them continuing
0: if she wasn't obviously concussed but if you watch the rest of it like tons of credit needs to go to io because she was able to work the rest of that match uh just like
1: she played it it. she played possum perfectly oh yeah
0: but working mia yim into the right position for certain things uh without making it look like hey i'm moving you into the right position Um, or Mm. setting the ladder up in just the right position so that for Mia Yim's next move it was where it needed to be and so tons of credit go to Io Shirai which I'm a big fan but oh my goodness it was like people were decrying the uh, Lights Out match at Full Gear uh, for being as violent and as bloody I think those two moments in NXT were bloodier than the entire Lights Out match wow Um, Okay.
1: Uh, and, and-, uh, and mad props to to whomever made the call from Gorilla to continue there when they were when they were basically patching up Mia Yim on the mat right there. Mad props to like you said, Eo. EO played that I'm trying to get up to get to the ladder so well. And it was three minutes long, four minutes long while they were sealing up uh Mia. I mean, it was quite a while that she pretended to try and compose herself to climb the ladder. Um, and Mia, I mean, Mia was getting glue, getting glued back together, you know? So that was very, I agree with you entirely on that.
0: But, Cause here, here's the deal is like I said, they people decried the, the Lights Out match, but go back and watch it. There really was very, very little blood in that match. Um, and people say it was so violent and all this stuff, and I I cannot count on both hands the number of matches I've seen that have been way more violent than that um, mm-hmm. I mean, you just uh, uh, go to go to YouTube and search for CZW and watch any one of the. Oh, matches no, that I come know. Up there, of course. You know? <laughs> of um,
2: course though. But, but I mean it's one of the more violent matches you would see on primetime television.
0: Yeah and and where I can agree with that, but once again, I still point out there was very little blood in it, you know. You had um at the beginning you had uh uh Moxley uh get his back kind of ripped open with the barbed wire just a little bit with uh Right. Uh, Omega, but that was was really, that was psychology, because that was setting up, hey, look, this barbed wire is real, right? Right? So then later, when they brought out uh, the other barbed wire stuff, like the barbed wire bed frame and whatever, your brain was already thinking real barbed wire. So it didn't matter if they gimmicked all the barbed wire in that bed frame thing, and it was all fake, your brain already had bought into real barbed wire. Yeah, and so right. they they went through that bed frame. Did you notice that neither of them were bleeding anymore after that bed frame thing? They weren't cut up uh, at all out of that. Um it still looked painful, but no extra blood on it. Um that's true. The, the other little things like the the um the m- mouse trap board, right? I mean the simple fact is that looks all sorts of of painful and dangerous and everything, but in reality as uh, much Oh no, it looks bad hand, though long as you keep your hands balled up, it really can't actually hurt you. It's gonna make no, some big and noises, and That's it might it. pinch you a bit, but it's not gonna like, the real danger of those mouse traps is if they catch your finger, they can break a bone, right? Right. But you keep your hands balled up when you land on it, you roll over, you're gonna get a pinch at most, right? Hold up, hold up, hold up. Right. There is
1: one other real danger for for Kenny Omega. He's got the most glorious locks in all of oh, wrestling. Yeah. Those yeah. could get
0: pinched <laughs> that. Those could get pinched there and then and then like Samson, he would be powerless.
1: Correct.
2: Yeah. So uh,
1: And then-
2: I mean I I like the mouse traps for creativity, though. I thought it was creative. I don't think I've ever seen that. But, my but point then, is, because it, we, there wouldn't be any damage or danger to it. So,
0: but yeah. by that point, we'd bought in on the danger because yeah. of already we'd seen barbed wire actually injure someone, right? Right. Then you had True. Kenny Omega bring out the glass that was arguably supposedly from the table from a weeks ago, right? Um, but if you watch that, that was obviously gimmick Yes, That was sugar glass. That was breakaway mm-hmm. glass because it just powderized, uh, underneath them. And, yeah. you know, Moxley be, got tempered, but tempered. no, because even tempered glass still has sharp enough edges that if you're putting God. a sharp shooter and have to crawl through it, you're going to get some cuts. Right. And Moxley didn't come away with any major cuts out of it. Right. Yeah. Uh, so, so, but it was all of this. It was actually a very like, like it, it, there were no light tubes being broken over anyone's heads, right? Uh, you know, I've seen the footage of Joey Janela uh, going off the roof of a building through a a trailer filled with plate glass and light tubes um, uh, in CZW. Uh, that's that's deadly looking. This thing here, mm. it was worked. So well, like even, even the V trigger through the the glass full gear side was obvious plexiglass. Oh, uh, for sure, yeah. You know, and and like in the end, as violent as that match looked like it was, I bet you it might even have been the safest match on the show. You oh, know, have to plan around that.
1: It's I, a valid point though. Second misdemeanor in that same event. Um, goes to John Moxley for being funny and bringing out a gimmick, almost almost Vince McMahon esque and chain wrestling. Mm-hmm. God, I love that. Yeah,
0: I, like uh, I said on on the thing, uh, Kenny Omega said, "What he's gonna do? Chain wrestle me?" And then uh, Moxley brings out a chain and wrestles him with it. <laughs> so touche, Moxley Touche.
1: Well played. Ugh.
0: But, so, but that's why I said, you know, the NXT uh, was potentially bloodier than that Lights Out match on accident. Because um, I am 100% certain that uh, Aaliyah was not supposed to be busted open. And, right. That was not mm. a gimmicked oh, I agree. Uh, nose break, you know, that was entirely and, and she's posted on Twitter pictures since then of her just absolutely fucked up face. <laughs> and yeah. and I'm I'm relatively certain that the uh, the Mia Yim was not supposed to be at the very least was not supposed to be broken open like that. Like
1: Yeah. Yeah, and I don't think that's what that was... Because she took the actual side rail to the face, and I think it was supposed to be slightly above her face, and she was going to take lower side rail to to body, and then the two railings on either side of her face. Because it was set in the right spot for her not to take any railing to the face. And she took it still, so, yeah. Um,
0: that, was, that was my biggest misdemeanor. I also have a misdemeanor a um, uh, four DaFabe, this is this is in your stead. I am filing a misdemeanor against NXT for booking the match that you really, really wanted to see, Finn Balor versus Matt Riddle. Uh,
2: yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Let's make his
2: first match back against the bro. bro. Wait, wait, wait. So they're booking this for War Games, or this was on NXT? For it's War it's games. on War Games. Ooh, I and, am excited. Nice. Oh, and, uh, yeah. It's
0: it's the fill in because Johnny Gargano is injured.
2: That's it. Right. Uh so
0: so they took Matt Riddle was supposed to be part of the War Games match. Um, right. but they pulled him out of that to go against uh Finn Balor. And then they added in Dominic Dijakovic uh to the war games match. Which, which we in still my opinion is fourth person. Yeah, there's still a fourth person that, that needs to be announced next week. Uh, but I'm super stoked for Dominic Dijakovic to be in it. Like, I've said before, I was a fan of his on the Indies, and he is, he is legitimately, he's like, he's a big man who doesn't, like, feel like a big man.
1: You know what I mean? Well, same with same with Keith Lee. I mean, yeah. he looks like a big man, but the way he moves is not a big man's moves.
0: And so you know
1: it, Sorry, throw that in. it yeah
0: it can just be a really exciting war games match, but I just when I saw that they were uh, moving to Matt Riddle versus Finn Balor, I was like,
1: oh da Fabe's gonna love this uh, They really need to have undisputed era now in their third straight war games they need to lose a war games at some point. Yeah, well, that's about the point. I have a feeling they will. So uh, I also have a charge in NXT a misdemeanor. Um, it probably was going to be my primary charge, uh, but mad props to Finn Balor and Tommaso Ciampa on both of them calling out SmackDown and Raw in words, not in just the the takeover attacks. Finn Balor, last week with his, uh, you know, I, I come down here to, to be against the real athletes, um, and Tommaso Champa, the very best line I've heard in NXT in quite some time with the exception of Finn Balor promos um, hands down AJ Styles let me be the first to welcome you to the main roster <laughs> I loved it I was like well at least they know that they're a better show than than the other two are um, God I cannot wait for the XFL to start so Finn stops being involved in writing
0: here's hoping <laughs> Knock on wood. Uh, uh,
2: yeah, that, that's... First of all, he he's putting a lot Keep of assumptions on. that he's not going to stop. He's not going to stop writing. Oh, I'm Vince McMahon. I'm just going to do both because I'm better than you and you know it. He's That's right. He stole MJF's line because that's what Vince McMahon does. He just steals everything and essentially... He's going to be writing both, for sure. This man will have a heart attack before he lets go of one of them away. He's yeah. going to want to be in control of XFL. everything.
1: So we'll have eight weeks, eight to 12 weeks of him not being able to write the FX, XFL. And you can't just pretend a, a football league. So I'm really hoping here. This I mean, fingers crossed that we get just not so much Vince McMahon involved in wrestling and a whole lot of him involved in XFL. I will watch it strictly, strictly to keep him out of wrestling. If, if, if that's what it's going to take, his ratings for XFL to be phenomenal to keep him out of wrestling, I will watch the XFL. And I cannot believe I'm saying that because I do not want to watch it. But that's <laughs> what I'll yeah.
0: So. yeah. Well, I mean, the reports have it that, that uh, he felt that the reason the XFL failed the first time was that he didn't get as involved with it as he should have been. Uh-oh. And so he's gonna be a lot more hands-on with it this time. So yeah.
2: Yeah, that's garbage. Yeah. Guys, denial is not just a river in Egypt, according oh, to Vince God. McMahon, okay? Because holy moly. Yeah, that that's not just the reason, Vince. It's stupid. And then it being so extreme and getting all these players. Like, just regular football is dangerous, okay? And there's insurances and so on. Where does Vince McMahon think... What does Vince McMahon think is going to happen here? It's an even more dangerous sport. It's quicker. And what, you expect people not to get hurt and not have insurance policies that you should be paying for? Like, it's just not going to go well. There's a lawsuit waiting to happen here at some point. The biggest problem is it's just...
0: It's it's uh, a, a concept that's set up for failure from the beginning because the absolute best case scenario you have a really good season and a lot of people watch it and you've got some really good players do you know what happens the next season almost all of those players aren't available because NFL. the NFL signs.
1: or CFL right? I mean or they, they CFL or you have to remember there's three or four leagues that are above the XFL mm-hmm. in terms of fan fan uh, preference Uh you know, it could be it could be anything from from the Iowa Barnstormers that, you know, that the arena football league is pretty big deal. Um, you've got uh, you've obviously got the CFL, which is really the number two behind the NFL, um, with the exception of college football. Uh, you know, there, there's at least three leagues that are that are more established and have good incomes and and have good fan bases. I've been to an arena league an arena league game for the arena football league, the AFL. And it is it's seven to eight thousand people packing an arena, you know, at Iowa Barnstormer level. So and there's there's a lot more than that. Yeah.
0: And that's the deal is I mean the To be fact fair,
2: is- technically College football is going to have contracts now, right? Isn't there there's talk that college football and football players are going to start having contracts? No,
0: okay. the 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 ruling that came out was simply that college football players can profit off of their um, their names their likeness, their namesake. Um, which which the, uh, okay. the whole whole concept goes back to like when EA Sports was doing NCAA football, right? And so they would put out a game. With the Nebraska Cornhusker, and you'd have quarterback number eight out there, and he would look a lot like uh, Taylor Martinez at the time, Um, and he would play a lot like Taylor Martinez, but he wouldn't have Martinez on his on his uh, shirt, and uh, you know Taylor Martinez would get nothing out of it,
1: and so he also couldn't go like do promotional signings and get paid for that. (laughs) Nope. So, and so college could actually get paid for those promotional signings. Like we'll have a book signing at Barnes and Noble, and uh, you know you can buy tickets for twenty five dollars, and you get to meet this, this this this, and you get you know then you can also buy a signed book from these three people, and the college kept all that money. So well, they can and now the get same their, thing with
0: the, for their the NCAA football, the the game. You know the the Cornhuskers got royalties from EA Sports for making that game, um, but the players didn't get any share of that. And that's really what that ruling was: is that the players uh, can can benefit from there and profit from their names, um, which really, in my opinion, is is only fair because the colleges make a ton of money off of their names. Might as well let the players make some off of it, but. Yeah. But I don't think that's going to change. That, that's not going to directly affect the uh, the XFL. But like I said, the simple fact is you play really good in the XFL, you're probably not going to be there the
1: next season. Well, and... the last XFL, mm-hmm. the MVP for exactly. that season was He Hate Me, and he ended up being Devin, uh, crap, the return man for, for uh, uh, Chicago. Devin Hester. He Hate Me was Devin Hester. You know? <laughs> And so he ends up in the NFL as Devin Hester, making a lot more money.
0: Actually, if I'm correct, he hate me was Rod Smart.
1: Is that who that was? Yeah. Yep. I thought is that either way, he still ended up in the NFL.
0: Yeah. He still went in the NFL. As
1: a yep. You know, so I thought it was but Devin yeah. Hester for some reason, but it yep. doesn't really matter.
0: But yeah, I mean he continued to play uh for for teams all the way up through two thousand six. Yeah. After
1: after
0: the XFL was done. Huh. Yeah. And that and that's the deal is is that's where it's a lot of diminishing returns with this. No matter how good the first season is, the second season will be less because all of the good players will effectively have used this as an audition for one of the bigger leagues. And yeah. they will go off into that bigger league. And so all you will be able to do in XFL season two is uh find some other players that are lower down the totem pole and try to do that. And it's that, just going to constantly be this kind of grind, you know, and, and you're never going to necessarily be able to get to the level of the NFL. If only because every single player on all of your teams really wants to be on the NFL.
1: Yeah. Well, cause it pays better. I mean, here's the deal. If, if we as wrestling fans band together, and watch the xfl and realize that we can keep vince out of wrestling for three weeks really close to wrestlemania or 10 weeks or however long it is really close to wrestlemania we could get some really good wrestling for a while
2: again you're just assuming he's going to stop (laughs) that's true once the xfl starts if anything, people start watching the XFL, he might get an ego boost and be like, hey, listen, I'm going to bring these XFL athletes over to <laughs> WWE and SmackDown, and I'll make them an NXT champion. You know what I mean? Like, no, it might be worse. <laughs> so,
1: very true. Very
2: true. Just give him those low do. ratings <laughs> because at the end of the day, he might have a deal with Fox for SmackDown and so on and so forth, but Fox is not going to be taking this XFL thing lightly if they're not getting good ratings. Mm-hmm. You know, like for SmackDown, they'll be like, okay, cool. No problem. Like, whatever. We'll take it. Fine. But for football, especially when the lead is uh, they're the lead uh, broadcasting company for uh, NFL and so on and so forth. Like, no, Fox is going to look horrible in keeping both. I mean, I don't think the NFL necessarily cares, right? Because the NFL does not even consider the XFL as competition or ever no, no. will be. And no. they're already too big, so on and so forth. Um, but yeah, the XFL is just it's just not gonna work and just for all the examples that you guys have just mentioned uh with nfl and the cfl taking out players but also just the insurance thing has to be a thing as well well like, nfl players are insured. insured. Oh, NFL, Sorry?
1: Players
2: insure, nfl players insure themselves too yeah, yeah but yeah, they yeah. also have some kind of backing where if they get injured and so on and so forth you're taking That's players who yeah Right, so these players, I'm sure, are gonna have some kind of contract, the year contract, but there's no way that Vince is gonna be able to be able to afford all of those players to have some kind of insurance as well because what there has to be something though i mean no player is going to sign and say yeah i'll do this football thing and you know potentially get injured and if something breaks oh well uh, i didn't sign any insurance with you guys i guess i'm screwed like no player is going to do that regardless of how much you want to be on tv you're not going to risk your life uh unless you like randomly found even, a bunch of it idiots who wanted really to form a right football here, so. Like I think, I think the XFL is another crime,
1: perhaps. <laughs>
2: Quite so possibly. I, I,
1: before we end this in this conversation, a crime against since humanity. We're getting ready to close out. Not alone,
2: just the crime in the courtroom. That's just a crime against humanity. Like.
1: So, <laughs> since I know we're getting ready to close out. I, uh, uh, Justin, I am, going to answer that question. I need Officer Smarks to plug his ears and go la 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 la. Um, I can tell you exactly how he's going to afford to do that. And it's two words, and it's Saudi Arabia. That's how he's going to be able to
2: afford to do that. Oh, no. So. Well, I mean, valid. That's <laughs> very valid. Um, But, like, it's just... But I don't get it, though, because even <laughs> the NFL is, you know, they 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 have almost, like, no salary cap with amongst their teams, and there's, like, what, 32 teams, if I'm not mistaken. I think I'm thinking of hockey. But no, there's but a 32. lot of teams. Thirty-two. Okay, yep. fair enough. So, like, and you're supposed to be more extreme. And then there's football players who get injured in the NFL. I think he's actually deepening it down, if
1: I remember right. But
0: yeah, uh, a lot of the things that made it extreme before have been kind of gotten oh. gotten rid of now. I think.
1: The bottom line is, Justin, you live in Canada. Um, in terms of, of, I don't
2: even watch the CFL, and yeah, I think the C- CFL's rules are garbage. <laughs> And and
1: so, I mean, you have to get better than the CFL, who still is going to the, pay these players better than the XFL will. I mean, even if the F- XFL starts to exceed the pay for premium players, the premium players right. are going the NFL and be – I would be practice squad for $475,000 a year in the NFL. Any NFL team who wants a nearly 40-year-old man who's out of shape – to get his butt kicked by... I don't care if it's Jadavion Clowney knocking my helmet off. It, it doesn't matter. For $475,000 a year, I'll do it.
0: Just oh, so yeah, for can... that sort of money, I'll be a tackling dummy. That's... I don't care.
1: Yeah. For practice squad, absolutely. Uh, if it, if you want to find out if Jadavion Clowney can tackle a 350-pound man, let's do this. I'm 6'4", 350 pounds. Um, I'm, I'm not... I'm not behemoth, but I'm a big dude and yeah, let's just go ahead and you pay me $475,000 a year. I'm okay with that. Mm. Like that's, that's how much money Vince would have to start slinging out. that's why I I do agree with you. I don't think it'll succeed in the long run.
2: Well, I mean, you just also mentioned Saudi Arabia. Saudi Arabia is paying Vince like, you know, uh, four to 5 million a show, let's say, um, that's still pretty I, decent. Isn't it upward of a billion? Smarks? I, I, I think the overall 10-year 10 10 year deal, deal with it was, yeah.
0: was, yeah, like, was like 8 billion, I want to say. But,
1: um. That's, that's like 800 million per. Well, or two shows a year. It's, it's, it's 400 million per. Something like that, yeah. It that's a lot. Funny. I mean, well, it's no, enough it's that not, they give Tyson It's not 400 million, million per dollar.
2: show. It's a billion for the ten years.
1: I thought it was so, eight billion. Well even if
0: it's I, one. I billion, thought it was I thought it was way more than a billion. I thought it was like eight billion over ten years.
2: No, 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 no. It's eight billion. They offered an amount to buy the WWE for eight billion. At least that's how I recalled it. In terms of the ten year contract, it was somewhere upwards towards like uh, like 650 million or something like that. I mean, I don't know the actual numbers, neither do w- you, you guys, or you know, no one necessarily does, but it wouldn't make any sense, uh, I feel, for it to have been over a billion because I remember them talking about buying it like eight billion or something because the wwe is not worth eight billion right now guys it's it's wouldn't be that high but the saudi king was like hey uh if ever you do decide to sell the wwe i want first dibs and i'm willing to buy it for like i think it was anywhere between six to eight billion which is a lot for a company even in wwe standards
1: well i'm gonna look it up just to see how much it is
2: 50 million <laughs> for
1: special so it was two billion to be exact over ten years, and it is fifty million per special. Fifty wow. million, That's still a lot. Anyways, it's it's ludicrous. still not enough though, but yeah. Uh, anyway, so let's get off the off the in <laughs> Saudi Arabia and all that. So we'll,
0: we'll move on to my final uh, misdemeanor. Uh, it's from tonight. Uh, I am charging the WWE for boring title belt design. Boring. <laughs> Because they uh, made a big deal that they were going to replace the universal title design, the red universal title, with a special Bray Wyatt one that's blue. Just pretty the same, just blue. Yeah,
2: that's blue. <laughs> blue. Just blue. And there was, was there one or two? Because I felt like everyone was mentioning that there was two different title designs,
0: but if, I only saw one. There was a report that they were going to uh, release two different titles, maybe both of them tonight. They only released one of them tonight. So the other one's either being held back for Raw or was uh, not ready for prime time, one way or another. Uh, but it's just, I mean, seriously, you've got The Fiend, right?
1: The Fiend has the title.
0: And the most you can do with it is just make it blue. That's this
2: guy wrestle in blue lights? Yeah, here's hoping. No, but that's what I'm saying. Why didn't you just keep it red? He has the whole red light thing. Like, what? Because it's on the blue brand, SmackDown. Oh, I know it's on the blue. It was just stupid though. It's ridiculous yes. and make it different than the
1: WWE championship. like to
0: like yes, I mean, make the it
1: fact- darker. Make
0: it make it Do you know some people hated it, some people loved it. I actually got a huge kick out of it. The uh Daniel Bryan uh green belt. And I would say green meaning bamboo. You know. Um, yeah, that was that was very unique. It fit his character, right? Yeah. So why not have the fiend's belt be the fiend's belt? You know, there are so many things they could do with it to make it match the fiend's character. You know, you could make it yeah. more horror tone that. Yeah. Make it look like it's like it's human skin stretched over, you know, or whatever. <sighs> I mean, there's lots of things they could do. And but, but what did they do? They just made it, it blue.
2: Like bray wyatt could have hired that same guy who did his mask for him be like hey listen try to like think what you can do to design the belt you know like i don't know i I think bray Wyatt just stopped caring he's like guys i gave you enough already like you want to change my belt go right ahead but i'm done giving you ideas and you potentially almost potentially screwing things up so i'm done
0: like don't get me wrong there there have been times that they've messed up on the uh individual title the custom titles but but tell me that you don't have a soft spot in your head for the the smoking skull belt from Stone Cold. Oh no,
2: classic. I I yep. can't even hate on this smoking skull.
1: Even I mean, the
2: spinner
0: belt. I mean, at even least the we belt. John Cena.
1: You know. But it
2: worked for him. Yeah, it worked yeah. for him though. That's fine. And it, for the it was Miz,
1: when Miz flipped it upside down and it was
2: an M. True. Yeah. But I mean, it, the spinner belt didn't work for anyone else though. When everyone else had it, I think when Randy. Was it Randy Orton? Someone else had the spinner belt for a while, and it looked kind of stupid. But it definitely worked for Cena, because he was the whole hip-hop character, so it worked. And The Miz, too, because... I don't know. I feel like The Miz just makes anything work, because he's awesome.
1: Edge changed the spinner belt up and had a, a Rated R logo on it. You know, I mean, we... If they would just allow them to be changed on the regular... And, and I have to agree with you here. Um, if, they, if they allowed it to be changed on the regular by marquee stars... Not by, hey, mm-hmm. not by, oh, wow, oops, um Sin Cara just won a title.
2: Oh, no, Sin Cara's not winning any title anytime soon no. after his announcement. The only title he's winning is thinking that he's getting out of a WWE contract when he has three years left title. That's the title he's winning, and it's going to be shaped in a piece of paper saying you're not going anywhere and strapped right on the placemat of the belt that's that's the title he's winning yeah
0: but that's my point i mean like we've we've had a history where people have created custom title belts that fit their and and are in the past right like we said daniel bryan but you know uh uh john cena had his his customized uh Word Life U.S. title belt. You know, not even the world title. It was the U.S. title, but it was customized for uh, and and worked. Uh, the Rock had, you know, the the title with his Brahma Bull on it. These all worked, right? And so you've got a character that's just dying for it in Bray Wyatt and you make the decision to do a new title belt for Bray Wyatt and what Does do you make do? It make it blue. It's just a die.
2: Unless he's not going to have it for a long period of time and they're like, there's no point because Vince doesn't like giving the fans what they want, right? The last time he had a world title shot and he won, he had it for like, what, a month? Not even? So unless they're not investing that much into him, even though he's selling, I just feel like either they just weren't being creative enough or it's just they're not they don't care because he's not gonna have it he's probably he's not gonna have a Kofi Kingston run with it he's not even gonna be that long
0: but here's the deal is, the simple fact is what they need to remember is this is a merch sale right you create a custom Bray Wyatt belt
1: uh, uh, yeah. people will buy people buy it. It. Wyatt belt, For sure. yep you
0: know people will yep. drop that 300 bucks on the On the shop.wwe.com for that customized Bray Wyatt belt. Uh, Sure. I think I might even
1: drop the $25 so their kid can have the foam plastic one.
0: Yeah. Well, and I mean, the simple fact is, right? I don't know if you guys saw, but they released a special edition Undertaker belt on WWE. Right? Oh, I did not know
2: that.
0: Yeah. It's a special limited edition. They only made like. 200 of them or something like that i can't remember how many exactly but you know and it's it's not a world title but it's a it's a title belt and it's all customized for the undertaker and it actually comes in a coffin shaped box when you get it and all of this stuff and they're charging 500 bucks for it and i think it's sold out sold out and that's not even one of their on-screen titles, right? And they have that chance to do something like that with an on-screen title. And uh, I'll make it blue. Uh, it's actually going
2: for $749, actually. The Undertaker you know? belt. Well, yep. I think it's that price now because it's that's messed up. Uh, yeah, $749 US. So for us Canadians, that's like a good Thousand bucks. Yeah, oh, And the belt doesn't even look that great. It's kind of cool with the coffin. Like that's kind of awesome uh, to yeah. place the belt in. But uh I don't know. I mean, it's kind of cool, I guess. um Yeah. I don't know. I'm just not a fan of belts, though. But yeah, fair enough. They they definitely dropped the ball on that. But, but hardcore.
0: Yeah. It's just it's just I saw like I I wasn't able to watch all of SmackDown tonight. Because I had to run errands with my wife and and get groceries because we needed food. Um, But, like, I got a notification on my phone. Bray Wyatt unveiled the new belt. And I'm like, ooh, cool. And there I am, standing in the middle of Wally World, pulling out my phone to look up this belt. And, like, I've felt disappointment at Wally World before. I, I feel ashamed at Wally World often. I felt both of them at the same time at Wally World, looking at that belt.
1: Really? You, you've never yeah. felt both of them at the same time at Wally World before? Uh, I know. That's, no, I have.
2: That's, that's the only <laughs> <good> question.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I felt them worse. Uh, all right, all right, all right. Any more, any more misdemeanors?
0: Uh, that was all the misdemeanors I had. Do you guys have any?
1: Dude, it's uh, after nope. midnight. I am going to say no. Uh, okay. <laughs> Special charges,
2: And then all I had
0: for special charges was I'm filing charges against viruses because I need them to stop kicking my ass.
2: Amen. Yeah. Straight up. Amen. And uh, go back to your doctor and ask for some medication that works, bud, because you might be feeling better, but your throat still hates you.
0: Oh, no, it definitely does. But but it's so, ah, man, I'm just so tired of this. I'm just so tired of it. Fortunately, I'm not on patrol anymore. I get to sit at a desk inside a building, and hopefully that'll help me.
1: We congratulate but, you, Detective Smarts. Yes.
0: On that note, we will uh, bring this to a close. As always, we uh, tell you guys that uh, we would love it if you would like, share, subscribe, uh, give us thumbs up on iTunes, uh, five star ratings on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or whatever. Uh, You know, it it definitely helps us out, gets more listeners on this podcast and uh, helps make our lives a lot better. Uh, You can always find us on all of your podcast listening platforms of choice. You can find us on Twitter. I am at RonOrderWBU D.A. Fabe is at D.A. Wow. D.A. Vincent K. Fabe. Awesome. And and Justin can be found at
2: Yeah. I am at JLB420 or my Real Talk Radio uh, tag at Real Talk Radio 8.
0: Mm-hmm. And of course, you can find Justin's Real Talk Radio on all sorts of podcast listening platforms, or you can just go to his web- website, which was realtalkradio.ca, correct?
2: Indeed. Yep.
0: Awesome. Um, and then we've mentioned it before, and we'll mention it again. Uh, if you go to our anchor.fm site for Raw and Order WBU, there's a little tab on there that says support. Um, if you love this podcast, we would love it if you would just go there, click that support, and pledge to give us a eh, dollar a month. Doesn't matter. Just a little pocket change. It's, it's not much to you, but it does a world of difference to helping us uh, improve this podcast and, and make things better down the road, get us better equipment and all sorts of stuff. So um, it'd be great to do that. Help
2: us help you. Exactly. And support. Yes. Support. WBU. <laughs> Wrong order. Um, well, wow. uh, That's, that, sounds like a, that sounds like a Vince McMahon written storyline right there. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but otherwise, um, I think we will draw this one to a close uh, for this week. Wrong order WBU case closed.